This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Good news. We might go into a recession. Of course, we're already in a recession, but Joe Biden says it'll just be a teeny tiny recession. Uh, Dementia Joe sat down with one of his uh, aides, Jake Tapper, last night. Well, not last night, yesterday early. They recorded it. They spliced it and edited it up to make him seem a little less feeble. Didn't work. Uh, it was... It was uncomfortable. We will play you some of the highlights and low. I would I would say the uh, low light was when he dropped his little note cards, and Jake jumped out of his chair to help him pick it up. Uh, but uh, and of course, Jake never didn't ask any tough questions. Didn't ask about Tony Bobolinsky. Didn't ask about all the uh, the influence peddling uh, the vice president and his son did. Uh, overseas, but uh, hey, it's about what you expect from Jake Tapper. I will say another member of the mainstream media did a much better job. Her name is Dasha Burns. She interviewed, she's from NBC, believe it or not. She interviewed John Fetterman and he is more incapacitated than you uh, thought. Obviously, he's an awful candidate. Obviously, he is uh, not physically, mentally up for the job of U.S. Senator, and it was on display yesterday in this embarrassing, uncomfortable interview. We will play you some of that uh, and tell you the conditions of this interview. It's amazing. The election is 27 days away, and hundreds of thousands of Pennsylvanians are still planning to vote for this man who belongs in a nursing home undergoing intense rehabilitation, not in the U.S. Senate. But uh, that is not the big news of the day. The big news of the day is a Pfizer director uh, testified before the EU and admitted they never tested the vaccine for transmission before rolling it out. Everything you heard over the last uh, year and a half to almost two years now was a lie. We can play some of the lies, by the way. Every time you heard a politician or a media person say it's a, it's a vaccine, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, that was a lie. If you resisted getting the vaccine, good for you. You were uh, smarter than I, and uh, you, were, uh, you did the right thing. This is a scandal, an epic scandal. We'll play the sound from this Pfizer director who I assume is a billionaire, but she's also a scam artist and a liar, just like all of them. And uh Pitbull, another, another, uh, another Pitbull kills a, a couple of kids down in Tennessee. This insanity has to end. You can't own a freaking lion and you shouldn't be able to own a Pitbull. Certainly around. Imagine what a fool you'd have to be to have a kid, couple of kids, little kids and have a Pitbull around them. Just insane. We'll tell you about that and tell you about somebody we know, somebody very close who has a, a pit bull and a little kid at home. And uh, luckily, that kid's still alive, but who knows for how much longer. We'll get into that and a lot more on today's Callahan Show brought to you by Bastion Pens. 
Uh, we're excited to introduce our newest sponsor, Bastion Bolt Action Pens. If you're the type of person who prefers good old-fashioned pen and paper to digital note-taking, you want a pen that performs. That's why I'm thrilled to have Bastion Pens as a sponsor, because they're designed in the USA to last a lifetime. The Bastion Executive Bolt Action Pen combines the highest quality materials and modern design with fine-tuned craftsmanship to create a winning instrument that is as luxurious as it is practical. They have several material options to choose from, including carbon fiber, stainless steel, aluminum, and titanium. No matter which material you go with, the pens are strong enough to break through glass or be used as a self-defense instrument in case of an emergency. Seriously. Uh, the bolt action mechanism is extremely satisfying. It's even fun to fidget with, to play with, just click with. Well, to help write your legacy, Bastion Pens has a special offer for listeners of the Callahan Show. Use promo code Jerry at checkout and get 20% off your entire order. That's promo code Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, for 20% off. Just go to bastionboltactionpen.com or click the link in our social media bio. I think before we get to the Jake Tapper interview with Joe Biden, I just have to mention this because we talked about it yesterday. We talked about it a lot. We talk about it almost every day. What a, just a compulsive liar Joe Biden is along with his, all his other flaws. He just lies. We talked, we've gone through the whole litany. He says he drove an 18 wheeler, says he was raised by Puerto Ricans in, in a Jewish temple. He says he was arrested trying to visit um, Nelson Mandela on Robbins Island in South Africa. Just totally made up. Says he marched in the civil rights movement, said he finished in the top of his class in law school, said he almost went to Annapolis to play football. I mean, just, he's just a child an insecure, needy child looking for affirmation for people around him so he can't help himself. He lies, and even the New York Times, which in their, in, as only the New York Times could, said it was, uh, called him the storyteller-in-chief who tends to embellish and, uh, what is it, shave off the harsh edges of the facts. <laughs> only the New York Times could make a compulsive liar seem folksy, but, uh, and they off, obviously they, they did their job, which is spin for the Biden administration said it was just a, just an old grandfather telling tall tales and embellishing things. No, he's an abject compulsive liar. That's what he is. People who lie like Joe Biden lies are bad people. They're just bad human beings. They, they, they lie about everything. They, they steal valor, which he often does whenever he's with uh, gold star families. If he's not checking his watch to see if it's, you know, time for ice cream, he's talking about his son, Bo, who was in the military, but died of a brain tumor. But he wants so badly to be for him to be a combat casualty that he lies about it or shaves the, the edges off the truth, as New, the New York Times said. But the Times story was yesterday. We talked about it yesterday. We showed you the, the headline and, and read you some of the highlights. And the same day, Joe Biden adds to the, uh, the, the ever-enlarging catalog of lies, he tells and it's just so ridiculous. I mean, obviously, they're all ridiculous. Obviously, he never drove an 18-wheeler. Obviously, he didn't fight corn pop. Obviously, he didn't get arrested trying to visit Nelson Mandela. Oh, by the way, I, I, I retweeted the Federalist story. I highly recommend it. If you want to understand the depths of the dishonesty 
of the man in the White House. Uh, the, the story in the New York Times actually said he was he's decent, a decent and compassionate man. No, he's not. A decent man doesn't lie every day constantly to you. But anyway, I retweeted this Federalist piece by David Hassani. You must read it to understand just how dishonest he is. Just, it's a 50-year career just highlighted with lies. I mean, everything he talks about, he exaggerates, embellishes, or just flat-out lies. I might get to some. I might get to some of the highlights of this piece in the Federalist, but we have to first get to the piece. Uh, get to the the war he told yesterday, and I think the most uh, the the biggest turnoff when it comes to him telling these lies is it's to to um, to uh, elevate himself. It's a, it's to uh, impress others about things that he's done. It's to make you to ingratiate himself to audiences. And it's never about them. If he's talking, it's not about them. It's not about the gold star families. You know, it's not about the, uh, the, the truckers. It's not about, you know, Nelson Mandela. It's about him and all he did. He's just so insecure and he just so desperately wants, uh, uh, he wants uh, affirmation and he wants uh, uh, compliments and, and he wants to somehow improve his, his image. But it's just so childish that nobody ever believes it. Even his, I mean, Jill Biden, the, the worst elder abuser in the world, she knows he's lying. His family knows he's lying. Everyone knows he didn't get arrested in South Africa. Everyone knows he didn't finish at the top of his class. You think that dummy could finish at the top of his class in any school? Anyway. Somehow he gets around to talking about a fire that the, the he had in his, uh, his Delaware home years and years ago. Um, and we, we talked about this uh, last week because he was in Fort Myers. He was in Florida trying to commiserate with the victims of Hurricane Ian and their houses are destroyed. Their dogs are dead. Their lives are turned upside down. And he says, I know how you feel. I once had a fire in my kitchen. So some people, you know, obviously not the mainstream media, but others fact checked it and said it was a fire in the kitchen confined to the kitchen that was put out in 20 minutes. The fire department came, put it out. No big deal. It happens. They, they burned the Jiffy pop. There it is. We actually have the story from the Delaware newspaper, which, (laughs) which warranted, Two paragraphs. He was a senior senator at the time. It says a lightning struck the home of Senator Joe Biden, starting a small fire that was confined to the kitchen. No one was injured in Sunday's fire, which started amid a storm that caused serious flooding in Pennsylvania and knocked out power to hundreds of Delaware homes. Biden is Delaware's senior senator. That's it. That's the story from the local newspaper. Now let's listen to the telling of the story by the uh, fabricator in chief yesterday. I'm telling you, I, I, I know they don't pay attention to everything, the, the White House, the, you know, the, his team, but they do pay attention to the New York Times. But think for a day, they would say, Joe, you know, ixnay on the Oris days. I mean, just, you know, don't, don't make up any stories today that you're, you're, you know, you're on notice. The New York Times is noticing 
that you're a freaking liar. So just lay off, just play it straight. He can't help himself. Everybody knows liars. Liars can't help themselves. Their instinct is to lie, to exaggerate, to embellish. That is this insecure, empty old man. He is so needy that he's looking at the media. He's in the White House. And he thinks, you know what? I'm going to go with the, you know, we almost died in this house fire. Let's, let's listen to him and watch the wheels turn as he just makes it up and exaggerates and just runs with it. Because again, I know I say this all the time. This is the result of a man who's been pampered and coddled and protected by the media his entire life. He doesn't think, oh, they might check this. He doesn't think they might doubt me. That's, that's not, that doesn't enter his mind because for so many years they have protected him. They've protected his family, his son. Hell, we, we can get to the, to the latest in the, uh, the organized crime outfit known as the FBI, the links they went to uh, destroy his enemy. But first let's listen to Joe Biden tell an absolutely fabricated tale about the fire in his kitchen. What happened was, uh, I, uh, I was, uh, I was doing meet the press and uh, lightning struck a little pond behind my house, came up through the ground into the air conditioning system, ended up generating thick black smoke, literally, literally that of those proportions. And from the basement to the third floor, the attic, everything was ruined. And the kitchen floor, we almost lost a couple firefighters, they tell me, because the kitchen floor was the burning between the beams. And in, in, in the house, in addition to almost collapsed into the basement. What the hell? Why do you do that? Why, why, who does that impress that, uh, you know, 100 years ago? Uh, here's another story from the uh, local paper. Uh, there were no injuries and firefighters kept the fire contained in one room. No injuries. It's in the paper. <laughs> He thinks somehow that people are just can say, oh, it must have been awful. Everything was ruined from the basement to the third floor. A total lie. And again, who do, how, how does this help? I mean, if you lie, you know, and you're whatever, you're, you're Bill Clinton, you say, I never had sex with that woman. I understand you're lying to, to, to avoid a major scandal. I mean, if you're Joe Biden and you say, I never talked to my son about his overseas business dealings, I understand it's a lie. We all know it's a lie, but there's a purpose to it. You're trying to stay out of trouble. You're trying to avoid getting engulfed in one of the worst scandals in modern history. But what do you, what do you gain from saying we almost lost two firefighters? <laughs> the man is insane. I swear to God. I, I, I know when we talk about dementia and, and senility, but he is sick. Just, just sick. We almost lost two fire. Ooh, that's incredible. That's why you must have been so scared. Wow, you must have been devastated. You almost lost two firefighters. Even the New York Times, your official newsletter of the Biden regime, even they know you're a freaking liar. But anyway, the liar in chief did a very rare sit down interview to the, with his. Uh, one of his campaign ads, Jake Tapper, um, Jake Tapper, um, he, he puts, he, he makes it look, makes it look like he's a serious journalist, but if you pay attention, he's there to help Joe Biden 
it was recorded. It was edited. There were, there were plenty of gaffes and we'll play some of them, but I can't imagine what the unedited version looks like. I don't know why they didn't take out the part. If I'm CNN, I do not want people to see Jake jump out of a seat to help the feeble old president when he drops his notes. I mean, as, as somebody pointed out on Twitter, why not ask him about that? Geez, you have a note card, sir. Why do you need a note card? <laughs> I mean, you really need crib notes to do it. Sit down Q and a with a friendly reporter. I think they cut uh, the but, part out though, where he kept calling him Geraldo. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, and it just, it's just so just, I mean, it's so gone. It's, it's again, I know we did this yesterday, but, on Friday, he said, we're on the brink of Armageddon, nuclear war, nuclear holocaust. And this man, this man who should be sitting in the sitting in the sunshine home, waiting for Wheel of Fortune, maybe playing playing bingo, maybe having a nice... That man gets to decide whether hundreds of thousands of Americans die in a nuclear conflict to stop evil Vladimir Putin. That is just so frightening. Anyway, let's uh, let's get to some of the highlights of uh, Jake Tapper's foot massage that he gave Joe Biden yesterday. I believe they did it yesterday afternoon, recorded it, edited it, put it up last night. But it was as uh, incoherent as you'd expect. What do we got? Do we got him uh, saying how much he, he uh, spent or saved? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what is the question on this one again? It's just so stupid. To be honest with you, he just starts rambling. I don't even remember. Right, let's start talking about, about saving money for like the climate or some shit. Oh, he does talk. We'll get to the recession too. the recession, but it's just going to be a teeny weeny recession. Uh, and if you were waiting for the usual Bidenisms, like when he stops in mid sense no joke, seriously, but you know, see, look, he did, he did all that, all that and more. I know the, I know he was drugged up. We know that he, uh, takes many, many medications to just be able to sit there with his friend, Jake Tapper. But, he didn't look good. He didn't sound good. Let's listen. Let's listen to uh, this uh, this convoluted answer. We passed the en- look. What I ran on, I said we're going to deal with energy, right? And and the energy problem, we're going to deal with the whole notion of global warming. We passed three hundred sixty-eight billion dollars worth of help, which, as the same bankers talk about, is going to bring a billion, a trillion, seven hundred million dollar billion dollars off the sidelines <laughs> <in> investment. <laughs> God, I can't stand listening to people babble on about global warming. We have so many problems, real problems, not made up problems. And he's bragging about pissing away 300 billion, trillion, zillion, million, billion on global warming. And, then, you know, that's, you know, Jake Tapper's a big global warming guy, big climate change guy. So he's all in. But you think you would say, you know, why did you shut down the Keystone Pipeline? Why did you stop issuing permits to leases for uh, drilling and, you know, offshore in Alaska. I mean, why, why are we not using our own oil? Instead, we're begging Saudi Arabia and they're telling us to go screw. I mean, that, that'd be a good question, but, and his, this drives me nuts. He does get to the Hunter Biden question, but he couches it exactly the way Joe Biden wants him to. When he, he lays out the thing about, you know, this tax issue and then, you know, the gun, the gun form. And what's your reaction to that? The Republicans are going to pounce. And I'm thinking, is that really your question? How about a simple, how about I simplify it for you, Jake? How about this? 
have you ever met Tony Bobolinsky? Would you ever think I ask? I mean, if you were a journalist, Jake, and not a little little lick spittle for the administration, you'd say, do you still insist that you never discussed Hunter Biden's overseas business dealings with Hunter Biden? You know, I kind of really? like I kind of like that they're not asking him all these questions because then the first debate, whoever he's running against is going to bring it up and he's going to be flustered because he's never had practice answering these he's questions. He's never getting he's never getting to the first debate. Okay, that guy we watched yesterday, this guy we're looking at right now, there's no way he can go he can debate in 2 years mm. when he's almost 82, going to be 80 next month. You think when he's 80 Almost 82, he could go toe-to-toe with Ron DeSantis or even Donald Trump. No. Please. But he might. I mean, there's so many great questions you could ask him, but they won't. Obviously, he'll never do a interview with an adversarial member of the media. It never happened. He's just, he's just so inept. Uh, but before we get to, you know, a, a, a strong and uh, confident and articulate leader like John Fetterman, Let's up with uh, with Joe Biden. What else we got? We got him asking about Hunter. Yeah, we have him uh, saying that he's proud of Hunter. Let's listen to it. Let's play some Joe Biden. Let's say, listen. Let's listen to him talk about how proud he is of young Hunter. Young. He calls him a kid, by the way. He's fifty-two. A kid. That's the problem. This is the enabler in chief who has enabled that crackhead to get away with everything he's gotten away with. But go ahead, play it. Reporting CNN's reporting and the Washington Post reporting suggests. The prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son, Hunter, uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase. Um, personally and politically, um, how do you react to that? Well, first of all, I, I'm, I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got, uh, not a kid, he's a grown man. He got uh, hooked yeah, on, uh, uh, like many families have had happen, hooked on drugs. Uh, he's overcome that. He's established a new life. He is... Um, uh, I'm confident that he is what he says and does are consistent with what happens. Um, and, uh, for example, he wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it. But turns out that when he made my a- a- application to purchase a, a gun, what happened was he say, I guess you get asked, I don't guess, you get asked the question, are you on drugs, you use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I, 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 I've great confidence yes. in my son. I love him. And uh, he's on a straight and narrow, and he has been for a couple of years now. And I'm just so proud of him. Um, you're about to turn eight. So proud of him. A couple of years. You know, so he wrote about it. So what? <laughs> So he lied on the gun application, but he wrote about it. What does that have to do with it? Was that exculpatory? We're supposed to say, oh, he wrote about it. Okay, forget it. Never mind. Jake, Jake, Jake Tapper is not just disgrace. You jump in right there and say, sir, what does that have to do with anything? He lied on the gun form. If, if someone else did, someone not named Biden, you think he might be in jail? And by the way, forget all these tax charges, all a ruse. What about his influence peddling scheme where he sold acts to you, to the Chinese communists, to the, uh, to, to, to the mayor of Moscow, to, U- to, to Ukraine, to scumbags in Ukraine? Uh, you're guilty. Guilty. We all know it. We've heard it from Bobolinsky. We've seen it on the laptop. What do you say, Mr. President? But of course, Jake wouldn't do that. What an embarrassment. 
he is. You know what? He should be the next guy fired. CNN's not, there's are still cleaning house. They're still purging at CNN. But all right, before we move on, anything else from, uh, from sleepy Joe? From uh, we, this? uh, the recession. Oh, good. Yeah. Let's listen. If you were worried, I mean, we're already in a recession. We know that they changed the definition. They lied about the definition. It's two straight quarters of negative growth. We're in a recession. But Joe Biden and Jake Tapper want to pretend we're not. And, you know, if we go into a recession, he wants you to know it'll just be a little teeny tiny one. What a child. Go ahead, play it. Midterm elections are four weeks from today. The economy remains top, top of mind for voters. J.P. Morgan, Chase CEO, said the U.S. is likely to enter a recession in the next nine months. Bank of America says the U.S. could start losing 175,000 jobs a month. Gas prices are on the rise again. Should the American people prepare for a recession? No. Look, they've been saying this now how uh, every every six months they say this. Every six months they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't. There, there has. There is no. There's no guarantee that there's going to be. I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. That is, we'll move down slightly. Well, look. Think about what's happened. We have done more. We're in a better position than any other major country in the world, economically and politically. We are. We still have real problems. But we look. 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 We look. What we got done. We 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 passed so much legislation that significantly makes a makes a point about you know for example the American Rescue Plan the the legislation to deal with inflation um, the the Inflation Act we moved along I mean there's so much that's been accomplished that the idea that there's uh, something there's an automaticity to recession is just not is just not there they keep they've been predicting this off and on for the last. But you just said that a slight recession is possible. It is possible. Look, it's possible. I don't anticipate it. What I do think, look, we look, talk about. Look, you know what? He has no idea what he's talking about. That is incredible. This is the best we do. 330 Americans this is the best we can do. A guy who says, hey, it might slight and then it'll go back down. And all he brags about is spending money, just pissing away billions and billions. Like, that's impressive. Oh, wow. You pissed, You spent $360 billion on climate change. Wait, the way to go. Great job. Like, you caused inflation. You caused a recession. I don't understand how there's anybody voting for any Democrat. When you look at the last two years, it just blows my mind. But let's move on to the most mind-boggling uh, election in the country. This just, uh, you know, uh, I, I will, before I get to, to, to the interview to Fetterman, let me just say, I'm going to give a reporter from NBC credit, unlike Jake Tapper, who was there as a useful idiot to help prop up the uh, commander in chief there. Uh, Dasha Burns, NBC reporter went to uh, uh, Pennsylvania to interview John Fetterman. And she, I don't think, it worked out quite the way the Fetterman campaign wanted it to. Uh, Fetterman's done a few interviews with friendly media and they've done their, you know, what they were brought there to do. They've helped him. They've propped him up. They've lied about his physical condition. Dasha, lovely Dasha here did not play along. She not only uh, told you the conditions of the interview and we'll get to that. She said when they were doing small talk, before they started recording, he didn't understand anything she said. His wife is now claiming on Twitter that he's hard of hearing as a result of the stroke. 
it's got nothing to do with hearing. Let's be honest. That's a lie. It is cognitive. He doesn't understand. He can't uh, compute. He can't understand the words. This is guy who is in four weeks, maybe elected to the U S Senate. He can't converse, let alone debate, let alone think the idea that this guy could be a Senator in a couple of months is mind boggling. You don't have to, you don't have to hate the man. You don't have to, he's just not fit. It's just, I mean, this is it's never been more obvious. I will right, we'll get to it. We'll get to this uh, interview with uh, Dasher Burns. The condition was he needs to have a computer in front of him so that the uh, questions can be transcribed in front of him on the screen. He's sitting like eight feet away from her and he can't understand what she's saying. That's why he hasn't done any interviews. That's why he won't debate Oz. That's why he doesn't. That's why he struggles so badly on the campaign trail. There's never been a candidate for office this unfit, this less prepared to be a senator ever. This is the worst candidate ever. And he's leading in the polls. Again, Dr. Oz is not my favorite candidate, but I don't care who it is. It could be, you know, it could be Dr. Kavorkian. It could be Dr. Dementia. Uh, Demento. It doesn't matter. The guy the Democrats are supporting, the guy the union thugs are all out there campaigning for, is in a, in, in car. He can't do it. He's not fit. He's unfit for the job. And he's. this is their idea of showing people that he's okay, I guess. I mean, why else would you do this? I can't imagine what the debate's going to be like. Obviously, they'll set... One of the conditions for the debate, by the way, is he gets this this uh, program, this software where the things Oz says are the moderators. I assume the moderators will all be big Fetterman supporters as usual. Their questions are going to come up on the screen. He's going to be like, you know, Stephen Hawking sitting there at the, you know, reading the computer and making noises at a debate. He was a genius. Uh, again, the, the moderators will all be there asking about climate change and abortion and they'll be doing his bidding. But the visual, the optics are going to be so bad. He's not going to be all better in two weeks. And I realize they're doing one debate. It's going to be, you know, everything about it is going to be designed to help Fetterman. It's going to be after months of uh, early voting. But just watching him stumble and bumble and read the screen as Oz is trying to uh, you know, debate the issues is going to be so bizarre. Anyway, let's watch this and look at look at how this works. He sits there and looks at the screen after she's done talking. Does he get to bring this thing to the Senate floor when they're debating a bill? You know, debating, you know, whether we go into World War III? Does this big lump, this big goof get to carry his laptop around with him? So if anyone asks him, you know, how are you going to vote on this? He can go, let me look. How am I going to vote? Uh, and then he answers, and it's all disjointed and discombobulated. How is, this, how is this man even on the ballot? How is he even running for this office? How is his wife and family allowing this? I mean, again, we talk about Jill Biden, the, the, the elder abuser all the time. This guy's wife is pushing him out there, claiming he's just has a hearing issue. And, and she wants him to go to the Senate when the guy couldn't, you know, go to go out for breakfast this morning and order pancakes. He couldn't do it. And he wants to be a senator. But anyway, NBC, this woman, Dasha Burns, did her job. Watch this and tell me. 
tell me, tell me how hundreds of thousands of people in Pennsylvania are going to go to the voting booth and check the box next to the name John Fetterman. Just so bizarre. Go ahead. His campaign required that he be allowed to use a transcription program on his computer during our interview. I always thought I was pretty empathetic, uh, uh, emphatic. Uh, I think I was very, excuse me, empathetic. Uh, you know, that's an example of the stroke, empathetic. Yeah. I, I always thought I was very empathetic uh, before having a stroke. But now after having that stroke, I really understand, you know, much more kind of the challenges that Americans have. <laughs> Um, the, the, obviously this is an edited interview. Uh, it was a couple minutes long, but, um, he looks bad. He sounds bad. He's reading the screen. He can't be a Senator. He cannot be a Senator. What the hell is wrong with people in Pennsylvania? What is going on that these awful, awful candidates like Fetterman and Warnock and Mandela Barnes are, are, are actually in the red. This guy's leading in the polls, leading. If the election were held today, he might be a senator. And I guess I should probably uh, look at the bright side. It's going to be a, it's going to be just a, a comedy watching him attempt to navigate the the job of U.S. senator. But would they make him like he would have to wear a suit on Capitol Hill, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, they showed. They showed him going clothes shopping with, I think it was, uh, I don't know, the governor, Josh Shapiro, when he became a lieutenant governor, said, you have to wear a tie. And he's like, I don't know how to wear a tie. And they made a cute little thing out of it. He went and bought a tie and bought a shirt for the inauguration. So, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll dress him up. I mean, I think <laughs> if, he, if he goes to the Senate floor with a hoodie and shorts, I mean, why is that so cute anyway? Everybody you know, would, would prefer to dress down, but you got to have some friggin' dignity. Uh, but anyway, do we have anything more from this? Uh, we have her saying that uh, in, when they were making small talk, he didn't understand anything she was saying, which is incredible. This is uh this is her explaining um, more in depth, the whole situation. Okay, good. Let's listen to Dasha who did, I think uh, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they edited stuff out to make, to prop them up, but I think she did her job. And uh, I know there were people on Twitter uh, attacking her for being so rough on the, the man, the six foot eight inch, you know, 400 pound guy who wants to be a Senator, but uh, let's listen her explain how things went behind the scenes. He is still suffering from auditory processing issues, which means he has a hard time understanding what he's hearing. So NBC News agreed to close captioning during this interview. So you'll see in the clip that I'm about to play, he has a screen in front of him that is transcribing my questions as I ask them. He's reading those questions. Once he can read, he can fully understand uh, what I'm asking. And he's also still suffering from some of those uh, speech challenges. He's doing speech therapy uh, Every day. Oh, man. That guy wants to be a senator. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, all right, let's move on. We got to get to the biggest story of the day, by the way. The biggest story of the day. We got to get to, uh, I'll just say this one thing that uh, Ironhead should be proud of. And there's another thing he should be absolutely ashamed of. I'm going to shame him. We will get to that. Let me do, let me talk about shake concrete. And then we're going to get to, uh, this revelation we heard uh, in Europe yesterday and uh, what it means to America, what it means uh, to the people who locked us down and, and blamed people like Ironhead, blamed the, uh, uh, the unvaccinated for everything. 
looking back, it is incredible what the people, what the, what, the, what our rulers did in the name of science. And now we find out that there was no science behind it at all. This is a, this is an epic global worldwide scandal. Uh, we will play it for you. But first, you ever want a behind the scenes look at Shake Concrete to see how the leading precast concrete company in New England does it? Well, now's your chance. We, we went to uh, do this last year. It was a blast. They, they're now uh, presenting their precast days. Uh, this is a event at all their manufacturing plants where you can get a tour. You can learn about uh, precast, whether you're a uh, contractor, an engineer, a student, or just somebody interested in the field. You can show up at one of their precast concrete days. You can eat and drink. And last year they had, uh, they had tacos this year. They got big rig barbecue and cookie monster, a bunch of food trucks. It's just a great event. They got it uh, at all their plants uh, on October 18th in Nottingham, New Hampshire, October 21st in Wilmington, Mass, October 25th in Rochester, New Hampshire, and the big one, October 28th in Amesbury, their main plant. Come check out Shake Concrete, learn how it's done, get a hold, get a look at the plant, get a whole tour, and have a cookie from Cookie Monster. You can learn more about the precast concrete days at shakeconcrete.com. We can't wait to see you there. All right, this is a uh, at a hearing in Europe, I believe, in the EU, and it uh, comes to light because of a guy named Rob Ruse. He's, an, uh, he's from the Netherlands. He's a... Um, member of uh, the EU, member of parliament, I believe. He, uh, he actually went on with Tucker last night, which is pretty wild. And he is questioning a director of, um, a director from Pfizer, who, who I'm just going to assume this woman. I, I don't know why you couldn't have the CEO of Pfizer, but we have a director of Pfizer who I'm going to assume is a billionaire. They're all billionaires, thanks to a, uh, Fauci and uh, Biden and uh, Charlie Baker and all the leaders of all the blue states. Um, her name is Janine Small. She's the president of International Development Markets for Pfizer. She's testifying before the European Parliament's COVID committee. And Rob Rue, Rob Ruse, a Dutch member of Parliament, um, questioned her. And check out her admission. This was yesterday, October, October 11th, 2022. Almost two years after the dawn of the pandemic, almost two years or a year and a half at least after we were scared that everyone was forced to get the vaccine. Most of us were forced to get the vaccination. People got fired for not getting vaxxed. People lost their their businesses, people couldn't go to school, kicked out of the military, couldn't fly in planes, couldn't go places because, you know, you were putting grandma at risk. You were putting your coworkers and people on airplane, everyone else get risk because you were so selfish that you wouldn't get the jab. That's what we heard for the better part of two years. And now we hear, well, they didn't really, they never really checked to see if the vaccine stopped transmission, it never was tested. They had no evidence, no proof, no trial that showed that the vaccine stopped transmission. That was just the biggest lie ever told. And I said this before we started recording, you should be proud of yourself, Ironhead. Anybody who resisted 
who resisted the forces of evil that were pressuring everyone to get vaccinated. If you good for you, take a bow, take a bow because we were lied to. We were all lied for the better part of two years. These people are freaking liars, beginning with the biggest liar of them all, Joe Biden, and a, and the biggest scumbag, Joe, Anthony Fauci, and everyone in the mainstream media, and every blue state governor, and all these these the blue state mayors. They all lied to you. They never had any evidence that it stopped transmission. It was never tested. Let's play this. Go ahead. This if is him. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is Rob Ruse, the member of parliament, uh, from the Dutch member of parliament who did the questioning, and he introduces the exchange and it tries to put into words the magnitude of this moment. Go ahead, let's listen to him. It's worth it. If you don't get vaccinated, you're antisocial. This is what the Dutch prime minister and health minister told us. You don't get vaccinated just for yourself, but also for others. You do it for all of society. That's what I said. Today, this turned out to be complete nonsense. In a COVID hearing in the European Parliament, one of the Pfizer directors just admitted to me, at the time of introduction, the vaccine had never been tested on stopping the transmission of the virus. This removes the entire legal basis for the COVID passport. The COVID passport that led to massive institutional discrimination as people lost access to essential parts of society. I find this to be shocking, even criminal. Please watch the video until the end. Voor u, mevrouw Smol, heb ik de volgende vraag waar ik een duidelijk antwoord op wil. And I will speak in English so there are no misunderstandings. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No, uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is taking place in the market. This is scandalous. Millions of people worldwide felt forced to get vaccinated because of the myth that you do it for others. Now this turned out to be a cheap lie. This should be exposed. Please share this video. Okay, we will do, Mr. Roos. We shared the video. We just played it for you. That is incredible. That is such a scandal. Think back to how many times, and I, I just sent you uh, Biden's, uh, the, the, the YouTube of Biden's saying, you know, blaming the unvaccinated over and over again, the filthy unvaccinated, it's their fault. They're the ones keeping this uh, pandemic going. They're the ones endangering grandma killing other people. There are still people who believe that people, idiots out there, Democrats who, who, who think that, I mean, I was tweeting about it yesterday and you hear from these people, you know, the vaccine did the vaccine protects you against serious illness or death. At least we think it does. It doesn't stop the spread and never did. And they never tested it. They, it, <laughs> there was never any evidence that it stopped the spread. Never. And yet, Listen to people like this huckster in the White House blaming the unvaccinated when I guess he, he's got an excuse. He's not very bright. He's not really aware. 
But he, his team, his people, they knew, they knew it wasn't, Fauci knew there was no proof that it stopped the spread. He knew it. He lied over and over and over again. And guess what? Guess what? As Biden would say, Fauci's still making 450000 a year, the highest paid federal bureaucrat. Fauci's still getting money from groups to speak and to make appearances and winning awards. A guy who lied to America, lied to the world for two years. And we still think he's somehow a valued public server. Incredible. Yeah, you're selfish, as a, a commenter points out. Remember all the Vax cultists saying, don't be selfish? All the crazies, the Keith Oldmans and Stephen Colbert's saying you're selfish if you don't get the vaccine? It turns out the whole argument was based on one big lie. Pfizer just admitted it before the world, under oath. No, no. We... And by the way, what the hell does we had to move at the speed of science? What the hell does that mean? We had to rush it out there, even though it doesn't stop the transmission. There is absolutely no reason that any young, healthy person, none, should get this shot. In fact, there's plenty of reasons they shouldn't. But unless you are at risk, unless you are obese, unless you are old, unless you are immunocompromised, there is zero reason you should ever have gotten this shot. You were lied to by this clown in the White House and by that evil elf and by your, you know, by, by you name it, Charlie Baker and all these, you know, Liz Warren and all the, and all the media people and the Colbert dancing with the, with the little syringes and all these scumbag people, these, these, these people with real influence telling you this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It was always a lie. It was always bullshit designed to control us and to make lots of money for the big pharma. This is the best friend big pharma have right there. That empty husk of a man who, uh, who told us it was the pandemic. Just a quick reminder. Let's play this. Just a quick refresher on the tone the president took. And again, he's not that with it. So he might not have really known it was all bullshit, God, you know, Anthony Fauci knew, Rochelle Lewinsky knew, they knew the whole time. It was never tested. There was no proof that it stopped the spread. Go ahead. I just got a lovely briefing from my COVID team. And here's the latest, the latest data that confirms that we're still in a pandemic of the unvaccinated. While we're starting to see initial signs that cases may be declining in a few places, Cases are still rising, especially among the unvaccinated. There are still 85 million Americans who are eligible to get vaccinated or remain unvaccinated and at real risk. Across the country, virtually all of the COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths continue to be among the unvaccinated. In Alabama, more than 90 percent of the current hospitalizations are among the unvaccinated. So How many times he got to say that? The unvaccinated, the unvaccinated. Also, I don't even, I don't even buy the whole like elderly obese thing. How do you, how do we even know the shot helps them? Uh, I mean, I think uh, the, I think you could see it in the numbers. I think the death, the death toll went down. I think the symptoms weren't as bad. It's a good question. I mean, we're going to find out tomorrow. So the whole thing was bullshit, but Today, right now, you can't come up with a reason a young health person, 
uh, you know, a 30, 30 year old uh, soldier in the military and a Marine. We're still forcing them. We're forcing rescue dive, rescue swimmers from the Coast Guard. Some of the most fit people. Hell, a month ago, uh, Djokovic couldn't play in the U.S. Open. The most fit people in the world didn't want the shot, could not travel to this country. Our entire federal policy is insane. And not only should these people, should people like this be voted out of office, like people like Fauci should be fired. They should be criminally charged, criminally charged. The damage they did, the, 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 the toll it took on a whole generation of kids. I, I, I was tweeting that story where uh, yesterday, I think it was the New York times that we we were the, the learning for kids was set back two decades two decades because they were forced to take a year off, two years off, learn on zoom. It was a major setback and it was unnecessary. They did this knowing there was no proof that it would stop the spread. Think of that kids, kids, some parents, terrible parents, by the way, they're terrible parents took their little children to get vaccinated, took five and 10 year olds to get vaccinated for what? Because this clown in the white house told them, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You must do. Why? I mean, if you're a young, fit person and you took this shot, you're lucky you didn't get injured, didn't have side effects. There was no reason for you to take the chance. None. It's, it's incredible. This guy says he knows nurses who were there for 20 years, rich, who got fired. Nurses got fired. Cop, firemen got fired for, for no I mean, they should all get their jobs back with back pay. Anyone kicked out of the military should be allowed back in with back pay. It was all based on a lie. We know that now. It is the, one of the greatest lies ever told. And I guess because they were all in it together, the media, the politicians, they're, the medical committee, they're all going to s- circle their wagons and say, no, there's nothing we could have known. You could have asked the guy in the European Parliament. He asked. He got an answer. They never tested it to see if it would stop the transmission. Anyway, that is so, that is just such a friggin' scandal. I give you credit, uh, Ironhead, even though, you know, you're in the at-risk group, you're uh, above your plan weight, but uh, there's- Well, that's, that's, my, that's my whole point. I was down for maybe a day in bed, but I didn't lose smell or anything. I was never hard of breathing. I just had a fever and like body aches. So fine, if you want to get the vaccine, get it. It's like the flu. You want to get it, get it. Don't, I mean, think of what we went through. And I, you know, see this on Twitter. I tweet about occasionally the crazy things they did, you know, with double masking on planes. We had a curfew in Boston. You had to go in at 10 o'clock. They shut down playgrounds. They found basketball. They lit in sport. They, they closed gyms. You know, you had to wear a mask when you walked in the front to, to your table. Then you could take it off. Then you had to put it on to go to the bathroom. Then you'd take it off. All these things were just arbitrary and insane. We look back and say this was the craziest time to be alive, the scariest time. We it never America could never get to this point where we these tyrannic leaders just exerting this this control, this pressure, no good reason. Uh, this Rich is right. He is a girlfriend who was a hairstylist, and she did not get the job, and she got bullied into leaving her job. Because she was right, fired, you know, hairdressers and and then stewardesses, flight attendants fired for no reason. I can't believe 
what we allowed them to do to us. Just never forget, never forget. And I got to get to this. We go, I forgot to do this yesterday or Monday. I could have done it. But uh, while I commend you for uh, the jab, uh, uh, I do think you should have your children taken away. And I think it's time to call the authorities up there in New Hampshire. I do think it's time protective services, child protective services, go to the iron household, knock on the door and say, come with us kids. You have a, what, a two-year-old? I have a two and a six-year-old. When you, bought, when you got your dog, when you bought your dog, what's your dog's name? Fud. Bud? Fud, like Elmer Fudd. Fud? Yeah. Fud. Yeah. Did you go to like a pound? Did you go to a breeder? Would you, a pet store? Where'd you buy him? Um, someone had him in Vermont and they were like basically trying to throw him away because he had a heart murmur. So we uh, wouldn't go. Well, you know what? If you go to, if you go to the uh, a pound, you go to the, you'll see nothing but pit bulls. They just, people uh, breed them. They don't want them. All the gang bangers get them. They end up going to jail and then the poor dog's left hanging. Uh, the pit bull owners are the worst. It's not a dog. It's an accessory. It's like having a, a tattoo or having a chain on your wallet. It's, it's a way to show the world you're a badass. That's what it is. This is the latest from the, uh, from the pit bull people, the pit bull crowd. And just picture this happening to, in the Ironhead household. This was uh, the other day. A yeah. Tennessee mother of two is in stable condition with stitches and bike marks over her entire body. After attempting to intervene when her two pit bulls, Mauled her pa- mauled her toddlers to death. Christy Jane Bernard, 30, was severely injured by the dogs when she tried to pull them off her five-month-old baby boy, Hollis, and two-year-old girl, Lily, just outside of the home in Shelby County, Tennessee. Both children were pronounced dead at the scene. So the children, a five-month-old baby and a two-year-old, were mauled to death by these two killing machines, these pit bulls. And I asked, why? 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 You want a dog? I love dogs. I have a dog. I, I, I can't, and I absolutely love dogs. Why would you choose a pit bull? You have a choice. There's a lab over here. There's a mud over there. There's a beagle over there and a pit bull. Why would any rational, reasonable person choose a pit bull? Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like, why would you vote for Trump? Oh, he's a psycho. He's all over the map. You know what I mean? So you got to go. Answer the question. You, you know, I asked you, why would you choose a pit bull over a lab? Forget, you know, you sound like a they are the friend. They are the friendliest dogs I've ever encountered. Sure. I could see these two friendly dogs in Tennessee. Just Those killed. are my dogs. I, ra- I raised him like a fucking Baby. genius. People, people that bring up pit bulls like idiots have this shit happen all the time. Okay, you have to, you have to take them out. Again, you have to take why? care of them. You have to show them attention or else you know, they're going to do stupid shit. Plus they're strong. This is, this is the most amazing part of the story. They had these two pit bulls for eight years, which means they had it for eight years longer. They had the baby boy dementia. The baby boy is dead. A five month old boy dead. Cause these asshole parents wanted to show that they were badasses. Look at us. We got pit bulls stay, you know, back off. Why would you want to risk your children's lives or even the lives of your neighbor's pets why would you even want to make your neighbors uneasy when you could just buy a lab? You could just buy a beagle. Why? I will never get it. It makes no sense. You, I mean, it makes no sense that you're allowed to have it because by definition, you're a bad parent. You're a bad neighbor. When you bring a pit bull home, 
And if you want a dog, there are plenty of dogs. Why do you want one that's bred to kill? You want to uh, you want to ban guns too while you're at it? Guns don't. Guns need people. Pit bulls don't need people. Pit bulls sure kill, do. as we saw, as we saw with these two kids. Pit bulls are unpredictable, and they kill children. And <laughs> if you're not careful, guns need someone to pull the trigger. Pit bulls are born and bred to kill. Take the as you know they, these children. I don't know how long they suffered. They mauled them for 10 minutes. Imagine how long that 10 minutes was ripping the kids' bodies apart. Why? What's the upside? Quick, give me the upside. I wanna, I'm want i more curious as to why the kids were left unattended for that long if okay, it's five why, months old. Why? why uh, you know, what's the upside? What is the upside? I have a dog, half beagle, half pug. Great, great, great dog. Greatest dog I ever had. I don't have to worry about him killing the neighbor's kids. It's never a concern. You'll, you'll meet, you you'll meet Fudd one day. You'll understand. That this beast, by the way, and, and we have rules. We have laws. You can't have a lion. You can't have a leopard. You can't have a mm-hmm. tiger. You can't have a poisonous, you know, king cobra. You shouldn't be able to have a pit bull. I'm sorry. It, it, it's What more evidence do you need? 66% of dog uh, bites are, are, are pit bulls of death. Almost all death. Let me get the numbers. I got it here. And almost all dog bites, this, this is amazing. Uh, uh, let's look, 80% of severe dog bites in children involve the head and neck. They go for the head and neck on when they bite children. Isn't that great to know? Most aggressive breeds. Pit bull, number one, bull mastiff, Rottweiler. When I was a kid, there were no pit bulls. They were, they were Dobermans but there were no pit bulls. Somehow someone decided it was a good idea to breed them, spread them all over the country. And, and uh, top three breeds responsible for fatal dog attacks. This was in the U S in 2021 pit bull, 185 pit bull mix, 41 Rottweiler, 26. So that is a total of uh, almost uh, 250 deaths. Pit bulls are responsible for 220 of them. I mean, what, what more evidence do you need? All, dogs, pit bulls are killers. I'm not saying it's always their fault, but so what? These people had these pit bulls for eight years, and they probably, just like you, bragging about how loving they were. And next thing you know, their two little babies are dead. Why do you need that? Again, one last time, I'm going to ask you, what is the upside uh, protects the house. So you don't think a, a whatever a lab could protect the house? A lab could, but you get it. Go, go get a Yorkie. What? What's you're, that going to do? Uh, fucking from what? First of all, you're armed to the teeth. Secondly, what do you have to steal? Well, I mean, it's, it's the same fucking argument as guns. Get rid of them because bad owners, blah, blah, blah. All that guns, shit. First of all, guns are constitutionally protected. You have a Second Amendment right to uh, defend yourself. You don't have a Second Amendment right, a constitutional right to own a killing machine. You can't own, again, you can't own a, a leopard or a tiger. Why should you be alone a pit bull? This poor kid, I just look at this picture of this kid. It's so disturbing. And uh, I just don't want to see your two-year-old end up like that, you know? <laughs> I love I love the air, bitch. Let's talk about your kids getting fucking mauled to death. They're not gonna. Look at this fucking guy. I'll show you. Well, they didn't think their kid was going to be mauled to death, you think? 
They said, you oh, you know, I had a dog. Eight years, you never know. I had a husky that when my son was born, I noticed the dog was getting antsy, and we immediately had to give her up for adoption because I wasn't taking the fucking chance. You know, so you, you got know, a husky and got a pit bull. Like we, got, I had them both already. Oh, good. Look at this well, guy. Good luck. Look at him. Good luck. Good luck. That is a killing machine. No, he's right not. He's a, a little fucking baby. That's my buddy. That's FUD. Why don't you get a picture of the two pit bulls? Well, again, I don't know why you need a pit bull. There's nothing. Honest to God, there's a million breeds out there. Why do you want the one that is most likely to kill your child? He's not gonna. He's a little guy. He's you can't baby. answer the question. You were. I just said he's not gonna. I took care of him. I'm confident in him. I just told you, you I had a husky. I had a husky. Guys, you're. I had a husky I was worried about. You're guys who's, you know what? You're insecure in your manhood. You yeah. need other things, accessories. You need guns I, and pit bulls. I have guns and a pit bull because I have a tiny penis. <laughs> That's true. I, I knew that. Finally, we get to the truth. All right. We got to leave it there. You're a bad father. Good luck to your children. Good luck to your children. But you are unvaccinated, so I'll give you credit there. You're living dangerously, and so are your children. You know, it killed you. Like, if it mauled this mother... I don't have a big problem with it. It's her fault. Look at Rich. He looks like a uh, looks good like dog. Looks like a good dog. Okay, now get the picture. I got it right here. That's not my dog. That's not the argument. The picture of the cute little pit bulls that mauled these babies to death. These kids deserve to live. And uh, they got a picture of two pit bulls. They're just like yours, cute as could be. And by the way, the father uh, is covered with tattoos. He's another insecure man with a small penis who has, uh, I'm sure he's got a, ch- a truck all jacked up. He's in Tennessee. I'm sure he's got plenty of guns that he rubs against his crotch and gets aroused. And he had two pit bulls just to show the neighbors that he's a badass. I think and guns are more dangerous than pit bulls. Dead. Pit bull owners are terrible people, terrible parents. <laughs> and that includes you, unfortunately, Ironhead. I'm sad to say, but I will give you credit. You're unvaccinated. You're, you got uh, yeah. you got bragging rights for today because anyone anyone who's unvaccinated gets uh, now. And by the way, we're going to learn more. We're going to learn more that of the scam, the greatest lie ever told. Uh, as uh, as uh, we keep putting these people under oath and questioning them. Uh, but anyway, let's leave it there. I know I didn't get everything, but we got to plenty. That was a good show. All right, thanks to everybody. a lot of commenters. I appreciate it. Thanks to thanks for listening. Thanks to you, Ironhead. My sympathies to your children. Good luck to them <laughs> living with a killing machine. Uh, we will uh, we'll hope hope you know maybe the cops, maybe Child Protective Services will knock on your door sometime today. We will see. But uh, that'll do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is Callahan Show. We will see you again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.
Finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information.